I may never hear my real name again. <laughs> well, thanks, Zach. Um, I appreciate that he didn't totally embarrass me in that intro, so I'm thankful for that today. I'm going to start there. We're coming off a week of giving thanks, and I am a history lover, actually a history nerd, and I'm also a history teacher for fifth graders. And one of the things that we study is the original Thanksgiving. So if you'll indulge me for a minute, I'd like to tell you a little bit about it. While this tradition is rooted in celebrating abundance and community, the part of the story that we often don't tell and also don't draw pictures of is the part where the Plymouth Colony lost nearly half of all the people that it brought over on the Mayflower to disease and starvation. It was a long and cold and deadly winter before it was ever Thanksgiving. And it only relented with the coming of spring and also with a Native American that we call Squanto. Now Squanto had his own misfortunes, not misfortunes, he had his own losses and hardships. He was stolen from the shores of Massachusetts, sold as a slave in Europe, where he remained for 10 years, only to return back to his village and find it and all the people completely wiped out. And yet this young man became a bridge for the starving and sick colonists. And he was a bridge that led them to know how to plant corn, to produce a harvest, which also produced friendships that were ultimately celebrated at that first Thanksgiving feast. And the cool thing is that because he'd lived in Europe for 10 years, he did it all in English. That seems logical and makes the story more meaningful that this Thanksgiving feast was celebrated on the heels of a terrible season of loss. And it's easy to be thankful in those places because we're like, glad that's done. Now we're gonna move on to something better. It's easy to be thankful in seasons of abundance because there's plenty of things to be thankful for. It becomes more of a challenge to count our blessings in seasons of hardship because they're usually very painful. We don't feel like the blessings are easy to find. And I've noticed that these days, we have plenty of painful in our own lives and also around us, don't we? I bet we all know someone or are the someone who needs breakthrough, who needs God to do something. There's this collective feeling among a lot of people I've been talking to recently about something's gotta give. And giving thanks is really hard from those places because it feels out of place. And yet scripture is so clear that these are the very places where we can give thanks. First Thessalonians 5 says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're to give thanks in all circumstances and always for everything. That's not an easy assignment. That means that when you get a flat tire on the way to the relative's house that you really didn't wanna go to in the first place, you have an opportunity to give thanks. 
It means that the unfair treatment that you received at the hands of somebody who was supposed to be for you or a friend to you is an opportunity for you to give thanks. It means that the pain in your heart or the pain in your body that you're experiencing is an opportunity to give thanks because nothing is out of bounds when the terms of thankfulness are in all circumstances and always for everything. But why would God ask such thing? We know that God became like us, that he took on human flesh and that he understands fully what it is to be a human, to be rejected, to be misunderstood, to have a bad day. He is not immune to our emotions, nor does he ignore them. As a matter of fact, he asks us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. So if he's giving us this space to bring all of the true emotions connected with difficult things and asking us in that place to be thankful, well, there must be more to thankfulness than we know. Maybe there's more power in being thankful than we've understood. After reading some about gratitude and looking up references to thankfulness in scripture, I noticed some things about it. Gratitude journals are actually a proven way to pull people out of depression. It's scientifically proven that being grateful can lift your mood. But in scripture, we see that thankfulness is a key to having joy. Thankfulness is a key ingredient in prayer. And with thankfulness is how we enter God's presence. And I want joy. I want my prayers to be effective and in line with God's will. And more than anything, I wanna be in God's presence. And thankfulness seems to be this key that opens up certain doors that other things can't quite open up in the same way. So let's look at a few of these keys. Thankfulness is a key that opens up the way to God's presence. It's definitely a key to worship. We've spent our time together so far today worshiping God through songs and through our giving. And thankfulness really is the best place to start for entering his presence because it unlocks a couple of things. First, it lifts our eyes and it unlocks our ability to remember what God has done. We look up from our circumstances long enough to remember who he is and what he's capable of. So many of us, me included, distract ourselves from our circumstances, especially when they're painful or when they continue over time. You see, the enemy of God, the devil, wants to distract you from your pain, from your hard things, while God wants to attract you to him through them. When we are actively thanking him for who he is and remembering what he's capable of and what he's done, this puts our circumstances in their rightful place and God in his. The second thing that it unlocks for us is an opportunity to declare with our mouths what he's done. And this reminds our hearts and anyone that can hear and the devil that he's no match for the goodness of God. Worship is war. Worship is an opportunity to push back the lies of the enemy that he's been spinning all week long 
and to replace them with the truth of God. Worship is not just to sound pretty. We don't come up here to sound pretty, spoiler alert. I mean, we don't wanna sound bad, but we don't come up here just to sound pretty. We come up here to remind ourselves and the people of God who sing with us what he's capable of and who wins. And his name is Jesus. We come in thankful because it's the only response when the reality of God's goodness and his love really sinks in. Psalm 100 says, let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Then it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. The key to his presence is to enter the gates with thanksgiving, to enter his courts with praise. And there's no better time to worship than when we don't know what else to do. And it helps to be thankful in all circumstances make a little more sense when we understand that it's a key to God's presence because he's the only one who can do anything about our circumstances anyway. We also see those in the throne room of God in Revelation modeling for us how thanks is a part of the eternal worship that we will all join. Revelation four says, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. Revelation 11 says, the 24 elders who are seated before God on their thrones fell face down and worshiped God saying, we give you Thanks, Lord God, the Almighty, who is and who was. They didn't say anything in worship until they had given him thanks. Thankfulness is also the key to praying the way that God teaches us to. Philippians 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we are laying before him the places and the people and the things on our hearts, And when we are asking him to do what only he can do, we do it with thanksgiving. Maybe the only thanks we can offer is, thank you that you're able. Thank you that you hear me. Thank you that you listen. I don't know what you're gonna do or how you're gonna do it, but I thank you that with God, nothing is impossible. We align our prayers with the will of God through thankfulness because we remember, and there it is again, 
the remembering. Thankfulness always helps us remember who God is. And when we remember this, we better know how to pray and ask for things that line up with his ways and plans, even as we acknowledge that they're higher than our own. And there's this bonus here. Thankfulness opens up peace, but not just any peace. It opens up peace that passes understanding. This is peace that you have that you shouldn't have. This is peace when all the things around you are chaotic and anxiety provoking and you're still calm because it's supernatural peace because you have given your request to God. You have thanked him and now you wait. So how are we to give thanks in all circumstances and always for everything? Well, we cannot be thankful until we believe God and believe that he really can use all things, even bad things, for good. This means our thankfulness is rooted in our faith. All of our thankfulness really begins and ends at the cross of Christ. We're about to enter a season where we celebrate Advent. And for those who practice Advent on the church calendar, this is actually the first Sunday of it. At my home, we light candles and have a devotion every week because it keeps Jesus at the center of what so easily becomes a hijacked holiday. Advent is from a Latin word that means coming or arrival. And it celebrates that Jesus came the first time, but it also anticipates that he's coming back again. See, the first Sunday of Advent, um, we remember that we're still a people waiting for the advent of Christ. And thankfulness keeps our head in the game. The, the word for today, for the first Sunday of Advent is hope. Thankfulness gives us hope. It gives us the reminder of who God is so that we can hope to see him do it again. He came to bring us hope, to restore what sin broke, to redeem what we squandered, to free us from the slavery of sin and to give us freedom in him. And he did all of that, not only because he loves us, but because he loved his father enough to obey him. Oh, how thankful we should be. See, without the cross, there's no peace with God. Without the cross, there's no payment for sin. The veil isn't torn and our access to the throne of grace is permanently blocked. Without the cross, we are left to ourselves and death is the only end for us. But with the cross, we have everything we need. We have eternal life. We have freedom from sin. We have resurrection power. We have the promises of God and access to the promise keeper himself. This is our hope and we should be thankful for it. And no matter what the circumstances around us, the hope of the cross remains unchanged. It's finished. All we must do is believe, have faith. So we practice being thankful in all circumstances and always for everything. In faith, we take God at his word because he proved himself to us on a cross. 
He withheld nothing from us, not even his own son. He will not withhold blessing from you if we take him at his word. So we thank him because he's worthy. And we thank him for the hard things because he did the hardest thing of all, dying on the cross in our place. We thank him always for everything because God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. It says that in Numbers 23. So if he says, be thankful in all circumstances, we know we can because he will come through. And because the cross wasn't the end of the story, he didn't just die for us. He rose for us. He defeated death for us. He defeated everything that the enemy tried to use to destroy us. We're grateful people because we remember our God. We remember that Jesus wins. We remember that he overcame death and rose again. We're grateful people because no matter how hard our circumstances in Christ, we are a victorious people. So what difficult thing do you need to thank God for today? I'm gonna ask you that again, because it's a hard question. What difficult thing do you need to be thankful in today? If you're willing, I'm gonna ask that you close your eyes. I want you to see yourself seated across from Jesus at a table. Go ahead and see him seated across from you. Now in your mind, I want you to see yourself look down at your hands and see yourself holding the difficult circumstance that you're facing right now or that someone you care about is facing. And go ahead and name it in your mind. Now I want you to see yourself pushing your hands with the difficult circumstance across the table towards Jesus, offering it to him as a thank offering. And I want you to hear yourself say, God, I thank you for. Mine would sound something like this. God, I thank you that I feel alone. I remember that you said never would you leave me or forsake me. I might say something like, God, I thank you for this pain in my heart. I know you use all things for my good and that the comfort you give me, I can use to comfort others. I might even say, God, I thank you that I'm still waiting. I know you keep your promises and you're never late. Go ahead and as you see yourself, push the circumstance to Jesus. Give him thanks.
Now I want you to see Jesus reach his hands across the table towards yours. And as he does, I want you to notice the scars in his hands. And remember that this interaction cost him his life. That his love for the Father, his chosen humility, led him to be obedient to death, even death on a cross. And despite the circumstances, be thankful. Have hope. He receives your offering in those nail-scarred hands. Your God cannot fail. You can open your eyes. We have an opportunity today to pick up the keys of thankfulness in a new way to partner with God because this is our God and he opens doors that no one can shut and your thankfulness will partner with his faithfulness and make it so. God really can turn anything or anyone around and thankfulness is the key to turning our hearts around in the meantime. Let's pray. God, everywhere you are, there's power. Everywhere you are, there's peace. Everywhere you are, there's life. Thank you that you're the kind of God who doesn't ask us to do anything that you're not willing to do. That you gave thanks even in the middle of living a very human life here on earth. God, we praise you. Receive these thank offerings today and bless them. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.